Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond, and we wanted to bring you a very special little Christmas present. Yeah, Brett's going to read a poem. It's always up for a poem. Yeah, it's going to be a great poem, and I'm trying to one-up some very famous person that she likes to listen to on the TV and such, so I don't know that I'm going to come close, but I'm going to try. You will try. And I will fail. But we hope you enjoy this reading of the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, but everyone else seems to know it as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Do you know it's from 1823? I did not know it was that old. I thought they invented Santa Claus by Coca-Cola in 1964. Well, he's a little different in the story. And I totally made that up, too. I don't know if it's 1964. Might have been the 20s or the 30s. There are lines in this poem that sort of confuse you and have confused me, and maybe we'll go over them after I finish the reading. So, without further ado, a visit from St. Nicholas. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer and Vixen, own Comet, own Cupid, own Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, 
to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they met with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled! His dimples, how merry! His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry! His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. You should do some clapping sounds or something. Clapping sounds. Ah, I have a button for that, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> Just start fishing random buttons and see what happens. You got so, some jingle bells. So that's the reading of the story, and I've got a few questions. Um, we did edit this out as she was shouting at me. I had her mic muted. So the poem I have says Don Durr. And we talked about this on the episode that I think just came out on Sunday. And I said Donder there. And she says it's Donner. And she's looking at a different version of this poem. The one I'm looking at is by Clement Clark Moore. Well, he claims he wrote it. That's controversial. That's controversial? Yeah. Apparently, it was published anonymously in um, a magazine, The Sentinel. And then he came out later and took credit for it. But there's oh, another person no. that claims credit for it. I think Henry Livingston. Henry. And um, the names Donner and Blitzen are based on words that mean thunder and lightning. Oh, so where did Don Durr come from then? I don't know. I think maybe it's just a variation. So this whole time you thought I had been making that up, but we see here that the controversial claim of Clement Clark, we, this whole episode is going to turn into a true crime story, I believe. I believe so, even though they've been dead forever. That doesn't mean that crimes weren't committed. <laughs> Things have happened. I am concerned this could hang the balance of Christmas in the scales of the fate. What are we going to do about this? So if Christopher Clement Moore wrote it, he claims to have written it Christmas Eve, 1822, and it was published in 1823. Okay. However, 
Henry Livingston Jr. claims he wrote the poem in 1807. Uh Uh-oh. So, like, how do you prove this at this point? Uh, I don't know. We need to start an investigation or what? I know the way when I used to be younger and I was in bands they and people would write stuff like anyone would want to rip off the crap a teenager wrote. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know how you do a poor man's copyright? Mm-hmm. Well, what you do is you write out the words of your song or your poem, or your lyrics or whatever, and then you mail it to yourself. And then the uh-huh. theory being that if you mail it to yourself, you have a canceled postmark on the envelope showing you when it was mailed with the date. Obviously, I don't think that would hold up in any court of law, but that's not. how people used to say, oh, that's how you copyright your stuff if you don't you know, have the money to actually go get a copyright. Well, I found this interesting fact. Four handwritten copies of A Visit or, you know, that's... A Visit of, from St. Nicholas. Well, it's also called a, Just a Visit. Just a Visit. Mm-hmm. Are known to exist. With three in museums and one purchased at an auction by an anonymous media mogul for $280,000. I think we both know who that anonymous media mogul is. And I'm going to tell you. Keith Morrison? No, it's not Keith Morrison. <laughs> Joe Pesci. I was, you ruined it. I knew it was Joe Pesci. I was Pesci. going to give you a hint. So I was going to say, I knew does, it. The, does the phrase $1 million make any sense to you? <laughs> it does. And I feel like that. This is something that there's more to the story. We need to do a deep dive on this. Well, you also said that Coca-Cola invented Santa Claus, but apparently this guy did. I just made that up. Moore is largely credited with creating the modern day image of both Santa Claus. And he's also the reason why we spend Christmas Eve at home together. Oh, my goodness. So this could go all the way to the top for the Christmas thing. If he didn't write this poem like he claims to have then he's credited with creating Santa Claus. We all know Santa Claus is real, but I guess he's credited with knowing and displaying information about Santa Claus that he isn't supposed to know. Well, did he write Donner or Donder? I want to know the original version. Well, we don't know which one's the original version. Was that one published in the Sentinel? I don't know where this was published. Oh, where did you find it? I found this in an unmarked envelope <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs. Did it come? You it mailed it to yourself. Off, it was dropped off by some guy in a red suit. Oh, okay. And he said, uh, please open when it's near to Christmas and you'll know what to do with this. Burn he also gave fire. me a check for a million dollars. Does it sign Joe Pesci? It did say Joe Pesci. <laughs> come to think of it, the guy was kind of short. And he cussed at me a lot. <laughs> but that could describe a lot of people I run into. So yeah, that's true. That is just a nature of my existence, I guess. So what do y'all think? Is it Donner or Donder? Let us know. And when you do decide that it's Donder, then you'll be supporting Clement Clark Moore, who is apparently a fraud. Okay, I'm also remembering the movie Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from the 60s. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they called him Donner. Donder. Isn't Donner... Rudolph's father? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it is. All I know is he's very disappointed in Rudolph and his athletic performance. I'm pretty sure they called him Donner, not Donder. He can't catch that reindeer football. He can't do it well enough. His nose flies off. and It's just a whole thing. Well, it's because he's trying to wear a fake nose. See, this is a message. You should just be able to be okay with who you are. But talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer brings something up that just makes me angry, and I just want to get it out. What? You know when they went to the Island of Misfit Toys, mm-hmm. and all these toys were misfits, nobody wanted to play with them? Yeah. Do you remember the water gun that only squirted jelly? Yeah, that Why was Why didn't cool. they just put water in it? 
What's wrong with the toy? It's not the toy's fault that somebody put jelly in it. What makes it a mystery? See, this is a, it's been bothering me. And maybe it wouldn't work with just water. That doesn't make any sense. Water's less viscous than jelly. I it know. should work easier. If it can shoot jelly, it can shoot water. These are things that keep me up at night. But I'm maybe mad. that was his choice, though. He wanted to be different. He didn't want to be on the Misfit Island of Misfit Toys that nobody wanted to be playing with, including that lion thing that was terrifying. You don't remember that king? I do remember. That, that thing was, was scary. scary. Yeah, I was, was frightened scary. of that as a small child. I remember watching that show when I was a small child, and we used to have a lamp, one of those old school '80s lamps that goes from floor to ceiling, mm-hmm. had three bulbs on it, was really bright. And I can just remember being so scared that I took one of my GI Joe figures and laid it on top of the light bulb to see what would happen, and it melted, and the house smelled terrible for a week. While you were watching Rudolph? Yes. Okay, so I looked it up. And in the 1964 movie, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it is Donner. Oh, so but they it's Clarice's it father. I was wrong about that. It's not Rudolph's father. Oh, so who is Rudolph's father? Father? Father. His father? I, I have went Irish. Um, Apparently, I've lived in Savannah long enough to start going Irish. Well, they don't have any I credit. bet his dad's name was oh. Donder. Oh, and he also did the voice of Comet. Comet was the jerk coach that was fussing at him. Oh, yeah. He just wasn't happy. So I guess it's going to remain a mystery unless we can delve into it and you find out who's the liar here. And where... Henry or Joe Pesci? Did Joe Pesci... I'm going to go with Joe Pesci. My money's on Joe Pesci. My money's on Joe Pesci. Y'all let us know what you think. And uh, Merry Christmas to one and all. And to all a good night. It's only five o'clock in the afternoon right now, but hey, good night to you. Good night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.